your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Battle Red Nation, to another episode of Locked On Texans, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, Texans writer for ESPN slash SportsMap. You can follow me on Twitter at CodyDavis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24, covering your favorite football team every single day. On today's episode, we're going to discuss Deshaun Watson is reportedly pushing for a three-year extension ahead of his projected massive five-year deal. If this is true, I want to look at it from a standpoint of who is at the biggest risk? Is it Deshaun Watson? Knowing that if his play somehow starts to decline over the next four to five seasons, he's going to be projected to lose millions upon millions of dollars? Or is it the Houston Texans? Knowing that if they do not build a championship contending team, they can possibly lose their franchise quarterback for absolutely nothing. But before getting into Watson's contract situation, I want to talk about a player who may be available in the next couple of weeks who I believe that the Houston Texans should at least consider giving another opportunity to. And that player is Josh Gordon. I wrote an article earlier this week on ESPN Houston explaining why the Houston Texans should at least consider signing Josh Gordon. And I know you guys might be saying to yourself right now, why in the hell should the Texans give Josh Gordon another opportunity? I believe it has the opportunity to be the perfect scenario for a guy who is hoping to reestablish himself as an NFL player. And for a team who can basically use all the talent that it needs in order to replace the talent that they lost. Now, before I get into the reasons why I want to see the Texans give Josh Gordon an opportunity, for those of you who may not know, Gordon applied for reinstatement last week. And if the NFL grants his request, he already has a couple teams lined up willing to take another chance on him. The number one destination that he is projected to go to is a return to Seattle, a team in which he recorded 139 yards on seven catches in the five games he played prior to his suspension. Some believe if he really wants to reestablish himself, not only as a solid NFL receiver, but as a player who can return back to his all pro form, the New York Giants are positioning themselves to make a run at Gordon. And I only believe that the team is hoping to get their hands on Gordon because they know that they need to get Daniel Jones some kind of help. And there's also rumors saying that he might rejoin Tom Brady in Tampa Bay this upcoming season. Outside of New York, <laughs> giving New York lifestyle and knowing that this is a guy in Gordon who is trying to shed the demons that he has been fighting for majority of his life. I can see Seattle and Tampa Bay as two solid destinations that Gordon can actually go to and reestablish himself as a solid NFL receiver. But when you take a look at what the Houston Texans have and you take a look at the talent, which is Gordon, it kind of creates a perfect storm on both sides. Now, we all know 
what the Texans lost this offseason when they traded DeAndre Hopkins to the Arizona Cardinals. And no, I'm not about to sit here and say that Gordon will be the perfect replacement for Hopkins because everyone knows that Gordon is not going to be a number one receiver in this league. Now, maybe he will be down the line if he could stay sober, if he could fight those demons. But if he gets an opportunity, wherever it's going to be, he's not going to be a number one receiver. If the Texans were to add Gordon, it would just give them another solid option to fill the biggest void that has been left by Hopkins. Now, I'm not looking at the Josh Gordon who was an all-pro receiver in Cleveland. I'm looking at it from a standpoint of what Josh Gordon was during his two-year stint with the New England Patriots. He only played 17 games, but he recorded a little over 1,000 receiving yards on 60 receptions and... To be honest, he looked like he was a little bit more of a polished receiver given his ability to create plays in double coverage, given his ability to break through tackles, and of course his ability to make plays as a deep threat receiver. With that said, Josh Gordon is just going to be another solid option for the Houston Texans when trying to fill the void. Once again, the biggest void that is left by DeAndre Hopkins. Now, I know you might be looking at the depth chart right now and saying, why do we need to sign Gordon when we already have, what, six, seven receivers already heading into the 2020 season? But out of those seven, let's automatically just say four because four of those guys we know is going to receive majority of the playing time. Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, Randall Cobb, and Brandon Cooks. Isaiah Coulter, we don't know what to expect from him as a rookie. And to be honest, I'm not too sure if DeAndre Carter and Kiki QT has what it takes to make the 53-man roster heading into the 2020 season. Now, of course, with the four guys that they're going to be rolling with every single Sunday, I have one concern about their receiving core, and that's health. Everyone knows that health is going to play the biggest factor in how successful the Texans' receiving core is going to be next season. And to be honest, I really don't have faith in three of those four guys. Brandon Cooks, uh, I mean, he plays, but he catches a lot of concussions to the point over the last couple of seasons, he really didn't get a chance to finish too many games. Kenny Stills appeared in 13 games last season, but a reincurring hamstring injury kept him on the Texans injury report nearly every single week. And we all know what's the deal going on with Will Fuller. I'm, I'm not even going to touch on that. The main reason why I want to see the Texans bring in Gordon because if you bring Josh Gordon in, you have a reliable and affordable insurance policy. Because if anything happens to any one of the Texans' main receivers in 2020, next season is going to be a long, drawn-out year. Like I say, you have four talented receivers that you're going to roll out every single Sunday. But the problem is you don't know when or if those guys are going to be able to play every single Sunday. You bring in a guy like Gordon, you have someone who can step up and fill the void, any one of those voids that those guys might leave due to injury. And hey, if all four of those guys, let's say if they play 80 to 90% of the games all together, then you just have another talented receiver on your roster that can make the Texans even more dangerous. And at this stage of his career, it's not going to cost an arm and a leg to bring in a talent like Gordon. You could get him on a tremendous discount 
let's say you can bring him in for about what 1.5 to 2 million dollars for the 2020 season what is it going to hurt and then for Gordon's standpoint, he's going to walk into a situation where he's not going to be demanded to be the number one receiver. Hell, he's going to walk into a situation where he might not even have to be the number two receiver. That can give him enough time to build his career back up, to give him enough time to reestablish himself as a solid receiver in this league. The guy's talented. The Texans need all the talent they, that, that they can get in order to make 2020 a good season. I believe in what they have now. But if they can go out and get a guy in Josh Gordon, if he were to sign in Houston, he's going to be by far one of the most gifted players on this team. You have been talking about a guy who has been going, unfortunately, in and out of this league over the past few seasons. But every time he steps on that field, he gives you what you need. He is by far the best low-risk, high-reward player that's out there on the market. If you bring him in, he, he, he succeeds at fighting his demons. You have one of the most gifted players in this league. And I say, and the reason why I keep saying he's a gifted player because you take a look at the amount of time this guy missed, and he's still a threat every time he steps on the football field. But if you bring him in, and unfortunately he goes back into those bad habits, and the Texans are forced to play without him or the league suspends him yet again, it's not going to hurt this team because they're not dependent on him. The only effect that Josh Gordon can have if he were to sign with the Texans is a positive one because the Texans will not be dependent on Gordon, but Gordon will be depending on the Texans. I want to let you guys know about Rock Auto. With every increasing number of makes, whether it's Fiat, Kia, or Cadillac, models Pacifica EX5, and models like Pacifica and the XT5, it's now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or EX, and wait while the counterman orders of parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. Hmm? That's kind of played out. It's 2020. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. Chainsaws have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and you will see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Now let's talk about the rumors surrounding Deshaun Watson contract situation. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle up because what's about to take place not just on this show, but just in general, is going to be the saga of Deshaun Watson contract situation. According to Mike Florlo of Pro Football Talk, he reported earlier this week that Watson is seeking a three-year contract extension when his rookie contract expires after the 2021 season. As great as this might sound, because most importantly, I would rather see Watson take a shorter deal 
with less money because it gives the Texans an opportunity to build a championship contending team in the midst of what is about to be considered the prime of Deshaun Watson's career. But at the same time, there is a tremendous amount of risk that's going to be taking place if this is true. And that's what I want to take a look at right now. Who has the most on the line if Deshaun Watson takes a three-year extension? And I'm going to start with no other than the franchise itself, the Texans. Listeners at home, have you ever been poised with the question, where do you see yourself in five years? I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's what Deshaun Watson is pondering right now. Where do the Houston Texans stand in five years? Because it's hard to tell where this team will be standing over the next five years. Looking at this roster, outside of Watson himself, there is no other player on this team that I am confident in saying that they will still be here five years from now. And you're talking about a pretty damn talented team. The receiving core that I just finished talking about, as well as the production coming out of the backfield, either one of those players could be either gone, playing with another team, or retired five years from now. The offensive line. Tunsil, their most talented offensive lineman, I highly doubt he's still going to be around five years from now. And when you take a look at Nick Martin, Titus Howard, the future of this offensive line five years from now do not involve around Laramie Tunsil. Because if those guys continue to develop, you can arguably say that the Texans are going to have a pretty damn good offensive line five years from now. But let's just say, for example, if it stagnate, or in some cases it get worse, I highly doubt that Howard and Martin will still be a part of this team. On the defensive side of the ball, you know so good and well J.J. Watt is going to be gone. And you take a look at the young studs on that defensive side of the ball that has a lot of promise. Justin Reed, Lonnie Johnson Jr., Ross Blacklock, Jonathan Gennard. Five years from now, you can say any one of those guys can be at the best of their position. But just like Titus Howard and Nick Martin, that all depends on their development. Because if they stagger or get worse, you could possibly say they're not going to be here five years from now. And then on the flip side of things, if Deshaun Watson signs a three-year contract and if Reed, Johnson, Grenard, Blacklock, if one of those guys do make it to the point where they are one of the best at their positions, they can be in another situation as they were with Clowney and as they were with DeAndre Hopkins, trying to decide how much money to pay these guys in order to stay but making sure at the same time you have enough money to pay your franchise quarterback in Watson. Now, like I mentioned, I personally want to see Deshaun Watson take less money because as of right now, especially knowing that the salary cap can most likely decline due to the effects of the coronavirus, I don't know if the Texans, if they were to pay Deshaun Watson today, tomorrow, next week, or uh, next year, I just don't know if they're going to have enough to sign players to help this team continue to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs, to continue to compete with the Baltimore Ravens, and whoever else that might be towards the top of the AFC Conference over the next five years. It keeps the Texans on the hot seat. 
to let them know that they have to make sure that they not only keep the talent that they got and develop them right, but at the same time to make sure that they continue building a championship team. Because right now, Deshaun Watson is only 24 years old. And let's say if he signs a three-year contract extension today, next week, tomorrow, whatever, that will only make Watson 29 years old by the time he becomes an unrestricted free agent. Which means he's smack dead in the middle of his prom. (laughs) And at this point, he might be the best quarterback in the league. You know so good and well, if he reached that status, and the Texans are, let's say, they're still going 10 and 6. They consistently 8 and 8. And they still haven't at least sniffed a conference championship game. Or let's say they got to the conference championship game. Let's, let's just say if they didn't even get to the Super Bowl. I highly doubt Watson is going to want to stick around for that. 29 years old. Unrestricted free agent. Like I mentioned. At this point, most likely he's going to be the best quarterback in this league because it's going to happen. I know right now everybody thinks the debate is between Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. I beg to differ. Because the Houston Houdini, I think he might be the best quarterback right now. I know that might be saying a lot. But the things that Deshaun Watson can do, it's no different from Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. And I've said this multiple times on record. Give him the same weapons as Mahone. Give him the same weapons as Lamar Jackson. It's going to be the same results because Watson is just that good, if not even better. But let's say, for example, Deshaun Watson takes a three-year contract. What's at stake for him? Of course, nothing but losing millions. Now, I could sit here and talk about the possibility of him declining over the next five seasons and he's not going to be the best quarterback in the league and yada, yada, yada. Okay, I get that. It, it, it can happen. But we all know the chances of Watson becoming a bust is little to none. And if he does decline between now and five years from now, I guarantee you he still is going to be better than at least 75 to 80% of the quarterbacks in the league at that time. So with all that being said, there's only one thing that concerns me about Watson taking a three-year contract, and that's his health. At this stage in his career, Watson has already had two ACL injuries in his career. The first time it happened during his freshman season at Clemson. The second time, of course, as we all know, happened during his rookie season. And if by any chance Watson suffers another knee injury, you could possibly say it's going to start affecting his pay. And to understand how much money Watson might be losing, the market value for a quarterback of his stature right now, if he was to take a five-year deal today, tomorrow, next week, or whenever, he can sign for a total of $178 million with an annual salary of $35.7 million per year. Now, of course, you have to factor in his guaranteed money. Now, that's just an idea of what Watson could make today versus what he could possibly sign for five years from now. But if he gets hurt, I highly doubt he's going to get a contract that's equal to this value or more. Yes, there's a possibility if Deshaun Watson stays healthy. Yes, there's a possibility if he continues to be as great as we saw over over his first couple of seasons. Of course, I'm pretty sure he's going to set 
the market for a franchise quarterback. At that point, it might even make Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson jealous. I know I saw a couple of people talking about, well, you know, if he signed this three-year contract, you know, he might risk losing money due to a lower salary cap. Yeah, it's true. But I'm pretty sure five years from now, that would give them enough time to recuperate the amount of revenue loss that they can possibly go back to getting these record-breaking contracts. So when it comes to Watson, the only thing that I'm worried about, once again, is his health. But at the same time, he has all the leverage. When you talk about the Texans and their five-year plan, if he signs a three-year extension, all the pressure is now on the Texans. Because if they can't get it done within the next five seasons, and you talking about a situation where you have a 29-year-old quarterback who's going to be turning 30 by that September, at the peak of his career, I highly doubt that he will want to stay on the team that continuously going 10 and 6, 9 and 7. You get into the playoff as, as a wild card. You're not, you're not getting past the divisional round. I highly doubt he would want to stay on that team, which means all the pressure is now on the Houston Texans. Bill Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Bill Bars are tasty, not none of that bland, no flavor bars. No, none of that. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Who doesn't like candy bar? Snickers, Mr. Good Bar, the whole nine, but it's just a little bit more better for you. 16 amazing flavors, eight chocolate nut flavors, eight chocolate nut free flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy like me. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, which is what you really need if you're really trying to get a little bit healthier. Flavor profile here, peanut butter brownie, 20 grams protein, 170 calories, 3 grams sugar, 3 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Battle Red Nation, that's going to conclude another installment of Locked On Texans. Please do us a favor and take a moment to subscribe to Locked On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, Spotify, and all of your favorite podcast streaming services. And please, 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 John and myself are begging you, please subscribe to Locked On Texans and leave a five-star review and follow Locked On Texans on Twitter and Facebook at Locked On Texans. We have so much in store whenever training camp begins because we all know once training camp get kicks off it's going to be a lot covering this team and we want to make sure you guys stay up to date on everything both john and myself have to say thank you so much for tuning in to another installment of locked on texans once again i'm your host cody davis please remember to follow me personally on twitter at cody davis underscore 24 that's cody c-o-t-y d-a-v-i-s underscore 24 Earlier in the show, I talked about the article that I wrote on the reasons why the Houston Texans should take a chance on Josh Gordon. If you go to my Twitter page, scroll down, you will see the headline. Let's discuss why the Texans should sign Josh Gordon if reinstated. 
to read that article in full on ESPN Houston. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.